Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Have you done your uh, shopping yet? Looking down at the radio now. Oh, you haven't started yet? <laughs> That's okay, me neither. But I will tell you, the price of turtle doves up this year. This is important if you're thinking of uh, getting the turtle doves. Also, the, uh, let's see, what, the pear tree, the partridge in the pear tree down. I will give you all of the hmm. information coming up in just a few minutes right here on Animal is Radio. Is that because pears have gone down or partridges have gone down? You'll just have to wait <laughs> to find out <laughs> right here on Animal Radio. It looks like Tippy Hedren, the amazing, incredible Tippy Hedren, will be joining us today. Uh, of course, actress from... Does she still have that big, like, cat sanctuary? Shambhala. Like, Shambhala. T- yes, she does. Ah. And the elephant cool. is, yeah, back in the canyons in California, Southern California. It's beautiful back there. Do you remember the birds? I, that's where I know her from. Is that, <laughs> that movie terrified me as a kid. Yeah. It was just, uh, yeah, very she, impressionable. <laughs> she uh, Well, and you know what? She it made an impression on her. That's why she has her sanctuary now. Uh, she realized how dangerous these animals are later. And uh, Alfred Hitchcock, you know, of course, was very influential in her life. She really uh, liked him in the beginning and then grew to really despise him. We'll find out a little bit about that coming up in just a few minutes right here. The birds, go ask your dad. <laughs> that was a long, that was 19... I remember six, it. Was it 60-something? It was black and white. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's been colorized. Somebody, and you know, people, like, I talked to some kids at work the other day, and they are like, what do you mean TV's black and white? I'm like, yes. There was a time when there was no color, and it wasn't just some kind of thing you clicked on your phone to kind of be artsy-fartsy, really? you know? Yeah. They they were totally dumbfounded that TV was in black and white. Yeah. And, and you, you know what? You only had a couple channels. You only had a couple channels, and of course, the only reason to have children was to get them to be the remote control, you know, to get up to change the channel. Yeah. That's... We always made the youngest yeah. in my family do it. Yeah. And the piece of cardboard you had to shove in the little dial to try to keep the channel. I don't know if that's just in my and house. The coat hanger wrap. The, the, yeah, the coat hanger rabbit ears. The yeah. damn world. Uh, but that's okay. You know, the, the love for our animals extends beyond age. Just because we're old fogies doesn't mean you have to, you know, turn the dial right now because Tippy Hedren's on. She has a lot to teach us about animals and especially about the big animals, the exotic animals, and the big cats she has around her place we got to spend some time over there yes we did we've been out there to her facility and she gave us a tour it was just amazing we we actually got to stay the night there and mm-hmm. i remember hearing all of the animals late at night oh, the, and it, it, like i said they're in the canyon so the echo yeah. off the canyon walls when the lion would roar and the elephant would trumpet and it was just wow it, yeah it, that's it was wow you see i wonder how that affected melanie griffith because, of course, Melanie Griffith is Tippy's daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, uh, isn't Melanie's daughter Dakota Johnson? Yes. So, so we're talking about three generations yes. of actresses mm-hmm. there that, uh, well, well, we'll talk to her in just a few minutes. I don't want to spoil everything, you know. <laughs> uh, so she's right around the corner right here on Animal Radio. We're also going to take your calls if you have questions about your dog or cat, bird, flamingo, whatever animal you have. Dr. Debbie is very well-versed. She practices in Las Vegas, so that should tell you just how well-versed she is. She deals with all kinds of strange animals. 
both two and four legged. Uh, what are you working on over there, Lori? <laughs> I'll tell you about uh, a fashion makeover artist who is uh, turning his tricks towards animals for the holidays. And it's landed him on a magazine cover, too. This year, 52% of pet owners, or I like to say pet guardians, plan on buying Christmas or Hanukkah gifts for their pets. Now, that's up 43% from last year. More people are expected to buy gifts for their animals than last year. Almost half more. Wow. And Who doesn't want to buy their pets a gift, though? I mean, I'd rather give my dogs a gift than Aunt Susie, you know? And you see, you, you fit the typical uh, upper end of Modi on this. 62% female respondents are more likely to uh, get their animals gifts. The females uh-huh. are more likely to do that. So, guys, let's show them off this year and get your your dog or your cat or your iguana. At least hang a sock above the fireplace. For the, put something in it. Docking. That's what it is. A dog biscuit. Yeah. Yes. Hi, uh, Jay. How are you? I'm doing just fine, sir. How are you? Very good. Have you done your shopping yet for your animals? I have not even begun to even think of it. Oh. Good, good for you. Wait till that last <laughs> minute. Just like me. I'm, I'm not going to get home until after Christmas. Okay. So, uh, well, how can we help you? I have Dr. Debbie here, and she can answer almost any medical question. Well, I, I hope so, uh, Dr. Debbie. I have a 10-year-old uh, uh, Yorkie, uh, he, although we think he's more of a soapy turner than a Yorkie. Uh, he uh, has a, uh, well, I guess using Lottie's language, his, his tennis just hangs out. does not withdraw like it uh, Hmm. Okay, and that's just a problem you're seeing now as he's older, or has that been going on on and off? Uh, pretty much on and off for the last uh, last year. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't really think it's gravity or. <laughs> okay, and and I'd say I mean we have to get a little graphic here. So this is like Doctor Ruth for animals, but I mean, is can, he can you having put an erection? On an accent, please, like, is he having an uh, erection? Can I ask you if you're having your dog is having an erection. <laughs> uh, um, he's he's been fixed when he was a puppy. Um, okay. So uh, there's uh, we do have a uh, another uh, Yorkie a female, but uh, but she's been fixed as well. So. Okay, so that's out of the picture. That's not anywhere in here. So, you know, with a, a couple of things come to mind um, for especially an older dog, and maybe um, one of the first things that I would look at if I had your little doggie in front of me is because he is a Yorkie, silky-type dog, we have a lot of hair. And um, one of the very common causes for a male dog to not be able to put their penis back into place would be that they can get hair caught around it. Ouch. Sounds horrible. But um, that would be something we can check very easily and very quickly with an exam. Um, if that happens, it's kind of an urgent problem. So you need to make sure that's addressed right away. So if we're not dealing with something like that, in an older pet, there's some things that I look at. And I would definitely look at our prostate. I would look at the possibility for a lower back problem or or some kind of neurologic problem because sometimes that tells us if uh, the the circuitry isn't working right, we can see problems with the penis not going back into place. Um, And then, you know, there's other things, infections and so forth. So um, I would really focus on those issues, get a good genitourinary checkup um, with your veterinarian, and that might mean 
getting a urine sample and might mean getting the glove on and checking out some of those deeper parts. Um, so, you know, cover his ears if, if he's listening right now. Cause I We're don't all turning red that. here in the studio. I'm glad this is radio. <laughs> I had to cover Hal's ears. Yes. How how you are turning ten shades of red there? I'm so. sorry about that. Here I'm just going to hide. So, sorry about that, Jay. But really, I mean, this this can be a sign of something medically wrong that we would want to get addressed. So, and some of the other clues we might look for is if we are seeing problems with a back issue, we might see problems with uh, trouble getting up and down, maybe back uh, pain uh, when he's touched in the lower back area. Things of that nature, and it's not unheard of to, you know, even get some infections in the urinary tract. Um, so those kind of things we can treat. Um, so I would say first and foremost, and, and I know you probably all get tired of me saying this, but um, I would get him to your vet and get a good checkup here because there are some things we can definitely turn around and get on the improvement. And uh, you know, if it's something simple like some hair issues, boy. You know, that's a quick fix, and that's a, a happy fella very quickly, so you can make him much more comfortable there. All right, I shall uh, get him in for a great checkup, and I appreciate it. Enjoy All righty. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Jay. We, we appreciate you listening. This is Dr. Debbie. We're all waiting here for your call. Hi, Laura. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? Maryland. Well, I've got the good doctor here. How can we help you? Well, I didn't want to over-vaccinate my three-year-old Huskies, um, but uh, I didn't know what you thought about rabies and whether we should do that all the time, and because she also will sometimes um, get rodents or what have you to get in the yard. Mm, okay. Well, definitely. I, and I can understand the concerns. Everyone's, you know, we don't want to do too much to hurt our pets. So there's a good point with vaccinations and there's a concern level. At three years of age, if we have pets that are going outside, I, I guess I'm going to stick on the side of preventative medicine. And I think that vaccinations are going to be very important for your pets. All that being said, uh, there's other things that we would want to deal with as well. Now, rabies vaccination is a very big concern, and rabies is a huge problem across the country. So it is not something that I would ever recommend somebody just opt out of because they were choosing to. There might be some medical conditions where we might say, oh, maybe this might be dangerous for the pet, but uh, that's the rarity. Uh, For the average pet, rabies is a very big real concern. And in fact, there are stories all across the country of even puppies, kittens that come in and we find out have rabies, that they've been exposed to a wild animal, uh, an infected animal, and uh, sadly they're put to sleep. Um, It's a human health concern, so I really don't play around with rabies. Other vaccines are definitely important as well, Um, but I'd say for what you're describing, if your dog is hunting critters that are coming into the yard, I would also want to make sure that we're doing regular deworming because there's a lot of these wild critters, rabbits, rodents that can carry disease. Um, So we want to make sure we're treating regularly for intestinal parasites. Um, Fortunately for most dogs, if we're giving a monthly heartworm preventative, um, many of those products actually take care of that kind of deworming as well. I mean, as far as, is there any other like health concern that they currently have that you're concerned about vaccination? None at all. I just didn't want to overdo anything. Yeah, I'd say make sure we keep 
keep those pets uh, healthy there, Laura, with the, the regular vaccination protocol and then the deworming. So, Thank you for your call today. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. This is a time-sensitive message from the Back Pain Relief Hotline. Millions of people across the nation are suffering from back pain. Are you? Are you on Medicare? Is it hard to walk, to bend over, or even do simple things? Well, we have great news. If you're on Medicare, you could qualify to receive a pain-relieving back brace. We'll handle all the Medicare paperwork if you qualify and ship your new back brace right to your door. Make sure you have your Medicare card ready and please call Call us right now and get all the details. It only takes a few minutes. Imagine doing everything you used to do before your back pain. With your Medicare card ready, call the Back Pain Relief Hotline today. Call now. 800-254-3218. 800-254-3218. That's 800-254-3218. Paid for by the Health Alert Hotline. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets. Have you done all your shopping for your pets yet? I've done all my shopping for everybody. Really? Yes. I'll be starting in about a week. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) What's amazing... Is that not only have you done your shopping, but you have booked the show for the uh, the rest of the year. Today, we are having Tippi Hedren, actress Tippi Hedren, or I should say animal activist. Yes, she is. She's a big animal activist. For, she, the, for the big kitties. Yeah, for the big kitties. She even has a bunch of big kitties. Oh, we've been out there to her house. It's her just preserve, awesome. Yeah. It is. Oh, you gosh. guys have been there? Yes. Oh, I've been in her bedroom with the lions. Okay, the, now that just the, sounds weird. Well, the, what do they call those? <laughs> the, the ligers or whatever with the lion, tiger. He's outside her window just chirping and purring. It's like, oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, it's amazing. She has a book out. It's a, is it an autobiography? You read it? It is, yes. Yeah. It's an autobiography. Mm-hmm. And she'll be joining us uh, this weekend. Next weekend, Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader, it the says. The Ralph here. Nader. The yes. Ralph Nader will yes. be joining us. And also uh, now uh, a big why, animal. Why, wait, why is Ralph Nader coming on the show? A great question. I'm glad <laughs> somebody asked that here. He started a bunch of organizations. Uh, that have everything to do with uh, driving safer cars, eating healthier food, yeah. breathing better air, drinking cleaner water. Now he is working for the animals. He has a book out. It's kind of like a uh, George Orwell's Animal Farm. It's where the the animals and the humans can communicate with each other. It is fiction, but it is very poignant. Like Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. Sort of like that. Charlotte's Web. Exactly. There are so many like that. Uh, so Ralph Nader joining us. And then we have Joanne Worley. She will be back with us for her third, am I going to say yeah, third yeah. appearance? Yeah, she's been on a few times. Yes. yes. Also a big animal oh. activist. She's a, Tell anyone that joins us on Christmas Eve that they have to bring gifts. They have to bear gifts, okay? That's because, what Joey says. Know, we are working, yes, we are working on Christmas Eve, so we want gifts. And lots of baked goods. This is my gift, <laughs> doing this show. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom for this hour? 
Uh, something really interesting. There's this new report out, and they examined more than 200,000 claims for um, pet insurance. Uh-huh. So they examined all these pet insurance claims, and we find out from it what the typical claims are for cats and what they are for dogs and some of the most expensive claims and, and actually some, you know, actual dollar figures of what you can expect to pay if you don't have insurance for your pet. Yeah, I'm one of those people that I put money away in an account for my pet. I don't have insurance. But, you know, you, either way, you got to have something for a rainy day. The cost of taking your animal to the vet now has become so prohibitive. And, because- we, and I'll tell you why that is, okay. what the, why they say it is so expensive these days. They say, you want me to tell you now? Uh, sure. Well, is it going to? Well, we don't want to give yeah. it away. No, no, no. Really quick, because yeah. um, animals are now getting, you know, treatments and, and diagnostic uh, testing like we humans do. They're, you know, animals get MRI. Uh-huh. Yeah, they did. And then in all kinds of chemotherapy and different kinds of treatments that, you know, is expensive. They didn't have that 20 years ago. It would be crazy right. if you brought your animal in for an MRI or any kind of uh, one of these yeah, procedures. Yeah, they would laugh at you. Yes. <laughs> I, I do have some good news about the economy, and that is the price of the turtle doves has actually driven oh. up the cost of presents from the 12 days, but it stays, uh-huh. the whole list uh, stays about stable. The doves went from uh, 290 to 375 this year. That's wow. the biggest increase on the list. Uh, but some of the things, you know, stayed the same price or became cheaper, including the partridge in a pear tree. That's cheaper? Uh, that actually became cheaper this year. Wow. Yeah. The whole list is about $34,363. <laughs> That's up. How much? $34,363, up $233 wow. from last year. Besides the turtle doves, the uh, cost of the uh, 11 pipers piping and the 12 drummers drumming, both up 2.8%. And uh, Thomas Melcher, he's an investment officer at PNC Asset Management. He says the increasing wages of the drummers and the pipers could signal a march toward higher wages for a broader range. What about those maids of milking? Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing about those (laughs) maids of milking. He wouldn't be surprised to see the increases for the maids of milking and the nine ladies (laughs) dancing, as well as the 10 lords leaping either. So there you go. We're going to go to the phones in just a couple of seconds here. Joey, what are you working on for today's show? Well, you notice the Carly Simon song, You're So Vain. Yes. You should probably play that today because we're going to be talking about how to make your pet look younger how and to more your, beautiful. Make your, wow, they can't get any more beautiful, Joey. You know that. Yeah, do people really no, they care about because, if their pet looks yep, young? Yeah they, 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 yeah, they do. Believe it or not, it's... um. It's something I'm asked um, a lot. It's um, actually a thing. And, um, okay. Yeah, it's actually a thing. And, and it's from people who really love their pets. And, you know, they just want to preserve them, I think, to, you know, keep them, keep them looking young to make them feel good. They're not here long enough, you know? That's for sure. Yeah. They're here. True death. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A group of Mormon women from Australia are doing the darndest thing. They're knitting little sweaters for a small breed of penguins known as fairy penguins who often get caught in the oil spills off the coast of Australia. The tiny doll-sized sweaters help keep the penguins warm during the rehabilitation process. They also keep the penguins from trying to clean themselves and ingesting the poisonous oil. Tourists flock to see the tiny penguins in their colorful sweaters as they parade around the Phillip Island Nature Preserve. 
The knitters, mostly between the ages of 50 and 80 years old, produce so many sweaters that they're now being sold in the gift shop on toy penguins with the money being raised used to build a rehabilitation pool. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten-free. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Hey, there's a new report out that says pet owners may shell out as much or more money for their pets' health care as they do for their own health care. And it's mostly because of pricing new technologies that are out there and some more advanced treatment options that we have these days. The report from Healthy Paws Pet Insurance crunched the numbers from 215,000 claims that were submitted by their customers during a one-year period. Well, the most common accidents and illnesses for dogs include stomach issues, and they say it's mostly or often from ingesting Human foods that aren't good for dogs, like chocolate and other sweets. Also, other big problems for dogs include skin conditions, ear and eye infections, growths, as well as their removal, and chronic allergies and pain. And as the report shows, stomach and skin issues also affect a lot of cats, as do UTIs, or urinary tract infections, as well as cancer, kidney disease, eye and ear conditions, plus heart and respiratory problems for cats. Now, when it comes to actual dollars, the report found stomach ailments in pets can cost more than $6,000 to diagnose and treat. Growths and lumps can cost upwards of Fifteen grand because, you know, obviously sometimes they do involve cancer. Heart surgeries for dogs run as high as $20,000. And then the monthly medication bills after that can add up to more than $100 a month. The most expensive insurance claim, Healthy Paws, by the way, has seen for a dog, involved a three-year-old female French bulldog diagnosed with a degenerative spine disease. The final bill on that claim was $44,296. Wow. Now, the highest claim paid for a cat, it was just over $14,000 for a 10-year-old male cat that was diagnosed with liver cancer, which required a biopsy and surgery. There are thousands of American soldiers serving over in the Middle East. You know that. But many of them, did you know, find stray cats and dogs that become their pets. It's like their family. They create bonds, and often the pets will bond with entire groups of people or soldiers while they all chip in to care for the adopted pet. 
Well, now the pets hanging around military bases in the Middle East are being called pests by some of the local authorities who are now trapping them with plans of exterminating those strays, according to the group Guardians of Rescue. The soldiers wanting to save their beloved pets have reached out to the organization, which has since started collecting donations for their mission, starting off to rescue five pets of soldiers and groups who will be picked up over there in the Middle East and then flown back here to the States, where those two cats, one kitten, and two dogs will be waiting for their military (laughs) pet parents when they return from duty. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Red Barn. And during these uncertain times, Red Barn is grateful for the consistent love and joy our pets bring into our lives. Now diligently working alongside their pet parents, your dog deserves a break in between video chat appearances and lap sitting. Red Barn chews are the natural way to distract your dog during the day or give their paws a break from typing up emails. Thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. This is Jerry Seinfeld saying happy holiday, happy new year, happy you... And see you next year. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It gives me great pleasure to bring to you Joey Volani, the dog father, on Animal Radio. Looking festive as ever. Wearing one of those uh, Santa shirts. Or sweaters. Yes, I'm sorry, my, sweaters. Yes, the, one of those real, you know, cheap um, Christmas sweaters. It doesn't look cheap. They're called but, ugly Christmas sweaters. Well, it, I wasn't saying that your sweater was ugly. I think Lori will attest to that. I, I was actually complimenting. It's a nice sweater, isn't it? No, yeah. it's an ugly Christmas <laughs> yeah. sweater. Come on, any sweater that's red, that's red and green, <laughs> you know, you got to be a certain type of person to be able to pull it off, and it certainly isn't me. Yeah, with a little Rudolph with a light-up nose on it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay, uh, so how are you doing? So I had somebody, and, and it's not just one person. A lot of people ask me this ask me this is how i can make their pet look younger by um you know grooming and 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 some other things so people actually so this, ask you how to make their animals look younger is what you're saying well I, yeah i guess it's no different than um you know i listen i'm pretty vain myself i'm thinking about getting that you know cold sculpting done on my on my neck and um you know and i know women you know try to get the wrinkles out so i guess it's the same thing with their pets so this is what you with what you could do first off it's it's professional grooming that um that that needs to be done in this case, but you could direct your groomer more or less and tell them what you want. If it's a dog that could have a haircut, now when I say that could have a haircut, because we have some breeds that really shouldn't, like short-haired breeds like Labs, German Shepherds, even though a lot of people get them trimmed, um, the, the haircut is not going to make them look any younger. But dogs that can be trimmed, if you keep them on the shorter side... They're going to look younger. It's going to give them more of that puppy look. Now, the best way I can explain it, because I was also had a lot of um, time in the music industry, as some artists got older um, and you know had long hair, um, they started looking really old. And then some of them would cut their hair back, and we would say, "Wow, you look ten years younger." Well, it's basically the same thing. Um, you know, the, you, you keep it short, it'll look a little bit younger. The other thing you could do is you could do dyeing. 
Now, we've dyed muzzles. We've dyed complete dogs. I mean, you know what? If they're starting really? to gray, there's no reason why you can't dye them back to their natural color. I mean, it's, you know, we do it to us. Why not to our pet? And if it makes you happier and your dog looks younger and everyone's happy about it, because if you're happy, I know your pet's happy. But it's I'll a special hair what. color, right? Oh, yeah. No, definitely, definitely special hair color. It's um, okay. coloring that's um, pet friendly. Um, not that you couldn't use, believe me. I mean, in, in the old days, I mean, I would use just for men right on their muzzle. Okay. Joey Villani looking for the eternal fountain of youth. And as soon as he finds it, he'll share it with you right here on Animal Radio. Look at Lori's mouth. It's, it's dropped to, <laughs> to the ground. Her jaws slacked open. I don't even dye my own hair. Yeah. We've earned it. We've earned every gray hair. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I dye, pluck, moisturize, D-line, you know, I do all that to myself. Well, there's something uh, new for you. If your animal's looking old and you want them to look a little younger, dye their gray hair, according to Joey Volani, or just let them grow old gracefully. Hello, Animal Radians. It's Robert Semro, your Pet World Insider, here with this week's Animal Radio List, five ways to give back to the pet world. During the holiday season, it's important to remember that the season is really about giving. This season, I thought I'd share five ways that you can give back to the pet world. My first way is one that may seem obvious. Here's a perfect way to avoid three ghosts visiting you on Christmas Eve and to make a huge difference for those in need. That's right, cash or a gift card. A cash donation, especially to a local organization that operates on a small budget, can make a huge difference. It gives them much-needed funds and flexibility to continue their efforts. But cash certainly isn't the only thing that makes a difference, especially at this time of the year. One of the best things that you can give at this or any time of the year is your time. Like all organizations, rescue groups find themselves shorthanded at this time of the year because of holiday travel, events, and commitments. Volunteering your time helps fill in the holes that are desperately needed and greatly appreciated. From walking and playing with pets to cleaning cages and more, every minute you spend volunteering can have a profound impact for that rescue group. Wish list items are another great idea. Every organization out there has a wish list of much needed and appreciated items that help care for pets. From toys to treats to reams of paper and office equipment, the lists are usually posted on their website and easy to find and these days easy to fill. You can place an order at your favorite online shopping site and have it delivered directly to the rescue group. Donate your company's expertise. Whether it's construction skills, photography skills, accounting skills, or any other business, it's likely that it can benefit a rescue group. Think about becoming an evangelist for a cause or a group. That's right, you can be a loud voice for those without a voice or the time to express their voice. All of these groups need help with their efforts on social media, regular media, and at local events. It's overwhelming to try to find the time to promote, share, and reach people on all of these different media platforms. One bonus way I want to share with everyone is to consider fostering a pet for the holidays. Many organizations have a unique program that specifically places pets in homes during the holiday season. This gives the pets a warm home, even if it's just for the holidays. It's also a great way for the pets to socialize and work on their interaction skills as well. There are many more wonderful ways to give back to the pet world. As you're checking your list twice, make sure that you add a gift to a local rescue to that list. You'll be giving them something to change lives and save lives, and you'll likely receive even more in return. 
Share your holiday pet rescue gift-giving ideas on our Animal Radio Facebook page. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Oh, what did he say? He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. It is toll free to Dr. Debbie. Hi, Diana. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. What's going on? Oh, I have a reindeer who has gotten extremely aggressive. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, wait. Like a reindeer <laughs> chihuahua breed? A, a reindeer. Randifer Tyrandus. Tyrandus, yeah. Caribou. Okay. Oh, <laughs> as a pet. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I have the largest herd of reindeer in California. So, yeah, they're my pets, but at Christmas time, they work. And this one's gotten very aggressive, and it's a female. I've had her for two years. She's never done this before. She has to go to work in about a week and a half, and she'll be gone for the whole season. And at one point during the time she's out there, I actually have to get in an elevator with her. And the way she's behaving right now, I don't think that can happen. So anybody with any ideas, help. So she's aggressive to you or or to other no, she's reindeer? Gone after, she's gone after two of my handlers. So far, she hasn't come after me. But she's gone after two of my handlers, and just without any warning, just suddenly... Bam! Wow. I don't. Who okay. wants to do and, this anymore? Yeah, I don't think so either. And, and is she is she in a breeding herd, or is she kept separate, or how is that? Um, no, I don't have a breeding permit, so she's not in a breeding herd. Okay. But it is, you know, you're right. It is the season of rut, so it may yeah. be hormones, but it hasn't happened before, which makes me worry. The season yeah. of what? What was that? It's called the rut or the rutting season, and it's basically the mating season. That's interesting. They call it the rut. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, his antlers are going to drop soon, right? There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so ignoring Hal here. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get over. This is Claus is calling Animal Radio. So, you know, I guess part of that would be, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm digging deep here because I'm going to be honest here with you, Diana. I, my, my forte is definitely small animals. So I'm pulling out some data out of my uh, rotten brain cells from back in vet school here. Um, and, but even though she may not be bred, um, certainly she may be showing some aggression from just being in that hormonal season. And um, in, in the winter months, the reindeer, I don't know if you've experienced this, but some of the females are actually far more aggressive. And if they're in a breeding herd they're going to be even heightened um, in their aggression and that's just because they're you know protecting their developing offspring I, I guess this is going to fall into a little bit more of like herd management and population management um, mm-hmm. as far as I don't know within the scope that she's behaving or that she's handled right now I'm I'm, I'm not sure that um, her behavior is going to be very good for continuing that um, I don't know if you're familiar with the you may be already a, a member of the reindeers owner and breeders association um, yes, I I 
Okay, because I do know that there are some resources with that group, um, with some folks across the country, and they might be, you know, a little bit more skilled at how to manage the population aspect of things. Um, but I, I got to say, gosh, you got to be careful there with the, the, your handlers. Well, yeah, I'm used to getting beat up by the boys, but the girls just <laughs> a total, totally out of character. Wow, so I just I'm, don't think of reindeer as being aggressive at all. I mean, uh, well, you know, when their hormones kick in, they don't have any control over who they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we say that the men with hormones are, you know, they're equally as uh, dangerous and dumb. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> Amen to that one, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, I was thinking of putting, you know, for horses, they have stuff that's got valerian in it, that's like a feed through type thing that I could mix with their pellets. I wasn't sure if that would be something that would help her or not to level off a bit. You know, that might be a possibility. And, you know, some of the other things that I know for more topical or environmental treatment will be things like dilute lavender oil. You know, I don't know how much that might help with the hoof stock, but, you know, it it would certainly be worth something trying. I was thinking if I could get some of those yellow mushrooms of the red spots reindeer-like, I could get her drunk and she'd probably be in a better mood. Oh, my (laughs) God. She's counting down the days till the big day here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm still working with her, but I'm not letting anyone else work in her. But I'm dreading the elephant ride with her, so that's the worst thing coming up. Once she gets where she's going, no one has to handle her because she's strictly on display. But it's uh-huh. getting her in and out of the building and up and down the elevator that's a little bit unnerving to me right now oh. with her behavior. So hopefully we can get it done. Well, my best wishes go out to you there, Diane. I mean, heck, I have some great Danes that are hard to manage in the hospital. You know, getting a caribou into an uh-huh. elevator is going to be a challenge. <laughs> anyway, well, you guys have a Merry Christmas, okay? Yeah, you too. Hey, send us a picture. Will you send us a picture of your deer? Can you just, I sure will. I'd love to see it. send it too. Your voice at animalradio.com. Your voice at animalradio.com. We'd love to see that. We'll post that up at the website. And I've learned so much on the show today. I do. Thank you from, from the listener. Okay. Take care of yourself. There you go, Mrs. Claus calling and uh, very upset because her deer are aggressive this year. The female, the female deer, because they're in a rut, which is exactly what I call it, the rut. <laughs> Well, this healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. Always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. We love these guys. Thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. We wish you a squeaky Christmas. We wish you a squeaky Christmas. We wish you a squeaky Christmas with no fleas in your ears. We all love our dog toys. We all love our dog toys. We all love our dog toys. So bring one right here. Okay, yeah, so puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why Ladybug, the Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, uses the Brilliant Pad Self-Cleaning Puppy Pad. It seals away the waste and replaces the dirty pad for us. 
Brilliant Pad keeps the Animal Radio Studios smelling fresh. In fact, all we have to do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And let me tell you, that's pretty fast and easy to do. I love it, and Ladybug gives it five paws up. You can learn more about this amazing machine over at BrilliantPad.com. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And this hour on Animal Radio, Tippi Hedren will be joining us. Actress, animal activist Tippi Hedren. She also has her uh, preserve called Shambhala, where she has many, many big cats and elephants and other animals. Yes, she does. Some awesome. She's got like panthers and cougars. and. Just... Now, why is she on the show? She came out with her book, autobiography, really? called Tippi. She talks about her early days when she was a model and then being discovered by Alfred Hitchcock and got the uh, job, the acting job in Birds, and then how she went on and did Roar and her foundation. She's had a pretty fascinating life. You might remember a few years ago, there was a lot of legislation about exotic animals and Mm -hmm. not allowing us John Doe's to have just any animals without any permits. She was behind that. She was really the influencer who pushed that legislation yeah, through. Yeah, trying to get rid of those can of hunts. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Debbie, you're in Las Vegas. Do you deal with any big cats? Uh, no, I really do not. <laughs> the biggest cats that I've, I've seen have probably been, um, we, we've seen some like little uh, uh, exotic cat crosses, like uh, the Chaucy, which is a, a kind of a domestic cat and an African cat wild kind of cross um but now I, I really uh a classmate of mine in vet school actually uh, got attacked by a big cat when she was working at a local zoo it kind of left an impression on me so i, I have a healthy <laughs> respect for big cats and I, I i really i give a lot of credit to people that can work with them but you have to know the facilities that you have to support that um and i think that's a really important thing that um you know facilities knowledge experience and um in being safe human safety is always number one well, I remember the big lesson that came out of Nevada there, in fact, Las Vegas, was Siegfried and Roy, these, sure. these guys who yeah. dealt with big cats their whole life and supposedly uh, had trained them and had a good grip on them and, and didn't. So they can turn at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the important thing to realize is uh, these animals are wild animals. They may be trained as what we call them, um, trained to perform certain tasks, of um, skills, but you know they, they still are wild animals and they hold unpredictable natures. So mm-hmm. got to respect that. I think about my cats. They're pretty unpredictable. and they. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've pissed my cat off not meaning to and it turned on me. Yeah. Can you imagine if they were much much bigger no okay so if you have a big cat small cat medium cat or any animal of any sort that you need questions answered by dr debbie now is the time to call and we'll go to the phones in just a couple of seconds laurie what are you working on for the bottom of this hour um i'm going to tell you about a very very interesting case it's a murder case that is going to trial in which an animal may be a witness the star witness yeah i mean it's it's actually this animal's the only witness and dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> hi sylvia how are you um hi i'm fine thank you where are you today i'm in houston texas beautiful houston how can we help you i have a golfing cockatoo and uh, she's been chewing on her 
tail on her, well, her tail feathers and her wing feathers. And is she pulling any feathers out, or is she just chewing on them? She's just chewing them. The feathers are not 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 coming out. Okay. And do the feathers look normal? Um, are they growing feathers, or what we call the immature feathers, or are they already fully uh, fully developed? They're fully developed. They they were fully developed, and about uh, you know I think she started about a month ago. Um, okay. And I noticed that, you know, I thought she was preening, and then, um, you know, I noticed that her feathers looked a little, you know, different, a little ruffled and um, just just not normal, but she's been, she continues to do that. I don't know if it's um, a nutrition deficiency or if it's the time of the mm-hmm. year when they, uh, you know, that they're, I don't know if they're molting. Um, yeah, well, and birds definitely will molt throughout the year, and that, that process takes weeks, sometimes months, as they get new feathers that replace the old ones. So, And that's a continual cycle, so we should never you know, really have a bald bird, um, because as those old ones fall out, the new ones will be growing in. Now, I'd have to say, Sylvia, that you've just raised one of the most daunting questions in all of avian veterinary medicine, because... Feather picking and feather-related problems in birds are the most frustrating uh, one that we deal with. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that because it is a multifactorial problem. And you ask, you know, could this be something nutritional? Could it be behavioral or medical? And the answer is yes, all of the above. And that's what makes it so challenging is that sometimes it can be something medical, such as an infection, allergies, mites. Sometimes it can be something like a nutritional shortcoming. Um, It can also be behavioral in that, um, you know, cage birds, they're beautiful, but out in the wild, they do a lot of bird things. And that is that that occupies their time and their mind. And in a caged indoor setting, we kind of make it simple. We put this little thing of food in front of them and we we talk to them, we play with them, but we've eliminated a good part of their day that's spent being a bird and doing what we call foraging. So some of these things are very, uh, I would never say easy, but some of them can be straightforward. The first thing I would recommend is you do need to find a good avian veterinarian in your area that's comfortable with things because there's some basic tests that we would start with. Um, some of them are related to the feather themselves where we look at the feather under a microscope, take samples from the skin, and even do lab work. So all of that being said, there's an extensive history we go through if we're trying to help figure out if there's a behavioral-related problem. But some simple things that I would say is one thing that you can do is to try to make enhance your bird's um, uh, environment, and that can also help to decrease boredom and some of the feather-picking-related behaviors. So to do that, you basically have to think how a wild bird would act and eat, and I would offer some foraging opportunities for her. And that would be uh, putting food on the floor, hiding it in uh, little pieces of newspaper, and sometimes we'll even make like wood perches and drill holes and stick their food in there so that they get the opportunity to really think and work, kind of like a toddler, you know, like putting blocks together. So we want birds to think about food that way. And then that helps to take some of their time and their efforts off of picking themselves. That may help you, but I think really you're going to need to see a good avian veterinarian and really get a little bit of some baseline ideas if we have something medical we need to try in addition to that. So I know that's not a lot of an answer, but uh, it's the honest truth. Yes, I was already thinking about, you know, uh, taking her, taking her to, a, to a veterinarian, So, but I just wanted to just get some input from you. 
Sure, yeah. And I'd say that, you know, um, depending on diet-wise, as far as if she's on seed or pellet or uh, home-cooked foods, you know, there's a lot we can get into that I probably can't cover all of the time limits where Hal gives me that that look, where he gives me the thumb, you know, like, (laughs) come on, speed it up, get off the phone. (laughs) But um, there's definitely a lot of opportunity. We can help your bird, um, um, but I'd say let's get you in the right channels and uh, see if we can help your baby. We have Pinky on the phone. Hey, Pinky, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I love that name. How'd you get that name? Um, actually, the day I was born, my grandmother gave it to me because I was soaking. And I'm 61, and I still have the name. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I have Dr. Debbie right here for you. What's going on with your animal? Well, I have a 14-year-old border collie, and she's had she has bad genes. She's a, um, a puppy mill dog. And okay. so I've been... I've had problems all, all of her life, but I got her when she was about a year old. Right now, um, the problem is I am just want to find out what the best amount of exercise would be for her. She does have hip dysplasia, and she does have advanced um, arthritis. She does get a lot of care. She goes monthly and gets acupuncture, and she gets chiropractic care, and she's on um, Chinese herbs and also like glucosamine products and has been since she was about four. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, what I'm wondering about is if how much exercise she should get. Okay, Basically. great question. I mean, and you sound like you've, you're tapping into a lot of different uh, modalities to help control pain and how to keep her mobile in her senior years there. So that's that's wonderful. And it, it, the hard thing is that this is a difficult question to answer for every pet as a blanket statement. And my response normally is the amount of exercise we want for a senior pet with arthritis depends on their existing muscle tone and strength and um, also what they can tolerate already. So, for instance, my 13-and-a-half-year-old dog, we usually get out for walks almost every day, um, and that's something that has helped to maintain some muscle mass. If we have a pet that has lost a lot of muscle tone because they can't move their legs as well and they're arthritic and painful, they're not going to have the stamina to withstand to um, more um, lengthy exercise. So for some senior pets of that age, you know, I might just say, hey, just take them to the corner and uh, of the block and, and bring them home. And, and the ways that we determine how much is enough and not too much is really on how well the pet is tolerating it during the activity. So for walking, it's a weight-bearing activity. So, um, you know, weight management is always somewhere in that therapy for dealing with arthritis and how to manage that. So um, we want to just make sure that when we're coming back and returning from our exercise that we're not lagging, we're not dragging feet, and we're not um, breathing excessively um, hard. If we're seeing any of that, then we need to cut things back in the activity. And uh, in, in my guideline of 30 minutes is, you know, for some old dogs, that is more than enough. And some others, 10 minutes might be more than enough. Now, swimming, warmer months of the year, swimming is fabulous. And an older pet, as long as we do this with supervision, they can help to maintain good muscle tone by doing regular swimming activity. And I'm much more apt to get a pet in a water treadmill um, during the cold months um, if you have that opportunity at a a pet um, rehabilitation facility or uh, some pools actually have that for pets in their uh, daycare facilities and such. Um, So that might be something else that you can do to help maintain that muscle muscle tone without putting a lot of stress on those joints that are you know already achy and having some problems thank you very much 
Hey, don't forget, you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Pets. Taking the pet out of petrified. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. All of us here at Fido Friendly Magazine can't wait to get on the road again with our favorite Fido. We know that it's just not a vacation without our furry companions by our side. Start daydreaming now and visit FidoFriendly.com to scout out places near and far so you will be ready for your next adventure once it's safe to travel. That's FidoFriendly.com. Until then, stay safe and leave no dog behind. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It is Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets toll-free to reach out to Dr. Debbie or to dog father Joey Villani. Okay. I'll call you I'll call you back. And uh, we're supposed to be speaking to Tippy Hedrick. What's the deal? She's in the shower. She's in the shower? Yes. You called Tippy in the shower? Yes, I did. I interrupted her shower. You know, isn't that the way to make the phone rings? You get in Psycho. the shower? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and she answered in the shower. She did answer in the shower. <laughs> I told her I'd let her, you know... Dry off? Dry, yes. Wash the soap off and dry off. I'll call her back in a few minutes. Tippy Hedren, actress, animal activist. Tippy Hedren will be joining us in just a few minutes. Next week, Ralph Nader will be joining us. And Joanne Worley, actress and animal activist, Joanne Worley. So we have quite a end of the year for you. It's the time of year when everyone is out shopping, fighting for parking spaces, and spending way too much money. All in pursuit of the perfect present. Maybe the best gift is one we already enjoy every day. This season, why not consider the presence of our animal friends as our present? Animals gift us with their lives for our comfort and convenience. They lift our spirits, inspire great works of art, song, and poetry, and are the most agreeable companions. All it takes is one small, cheerful sparrow in the backyard to remind us that we are never alone. Scientific studies show that the unconditional love of our pets can touch and heal us in magnificent ways. People experience lower blood pressure, stress, and heart rates when in the presence of their animal companions. Those who have suffered heart attacks live longer if they have an animal friend than if they don't. And people with pets just make fewer trips to the doctor's office. If we are suffering from depression, having a dog to walk, a cat to care for, a bird to talk to, or even watching fish in an aquarium helps us find a focus outside our sadness and allows us to connect with the larger world. When horses allowed us on their backs, they gifted us with the ability to travel farther than our own two feet could ever carry us. Today, it is still horsepower that gets us to the mall. Pigeons have saved the lives of soldiers by carrying secret information across enemy lines. The seashell murex gives its life to gift us with the color purple. Bats gift us with lovely and peaceful twilights by eating mosquitoes. For the ancient Romans, a magical woodpecker brought rain to refresh and revitalize a city. That is a great present. It was Raven who brought fire to humankind. And in the Quran, the Saluki breed of dog is considered a gift of Allah. One of the most prized gifts one could receive from the ancient Chinese emperor was one of his royal dogs. 
And how long would Noah have been adrift if a dove had not found land? A recent study found that workers would be willing to take a cut in salary and work longer hours if they could bring their dog to work. A survey by Time magazine found that playing with a pet improved one's mood more than exercise, eating, or sex. If you happen to be ill in France and a ladybug lands on you, she will fly away with your sickness. Earthworms work the soil so our flowers will flourish. Bees give us honey. And my favorite, butterflies prove to us that even if we sometimes creep like a caterpillar, we hold within us the power to spread our wings and fly. So during this holiday season, consider the presence of your animal friends as your present and have your presence be their present too. Happy Holidays from Voice of the Animal and Rayanne Cumulos. Vinnie Penn, your party animal. Yeah, I'm still with you. Hit my local pet co to buy our, our fish, Betty, her Christmas present. I mean, why would you not have to uh, pick her up a little something, a little something special? She is part of the family, and I want you to make sure uh, you stick around next week. This is a two-part party animal. This is part one. It's a to-be-continued. Uh, but at Petco, grabbing uh, Betty, just a little something for the aquarium, a little accoutrement, a little uh, new little palm tree for her, her little bowl. And I noticed up at the counter, I mean, Petco's obviously your go-to place, but I noticed up at the counter that they were selling dog and cat mints. They were in like little tins, like Altoid tins. And there was no, there was nothing farcical about it, nothing tongue-in-cheek about it. It was dog and cat mints. Now, uh, maybe if it had a funny name, like, uh, you know, Kiss Meow. Maybe something like that. I don't know. It's a little bit clever, but it wasn't. It just was in a tin, and it's a dog and cat mint. Now, I've said here before, I'm really not into those owners that basically make out with their pets. They they think it means something to us when their cat leaps up onto the table. That alone, I don't think it's acceptable. But when they proceed to basically French kiss the cat, uh, um, I mean, I'm disturbed by that as it is. These mints are only going to encourage it more. Do they need good Breath? I just, I don't understand. What would we do without the saying, oh, that guy, he's got dog breath, man. We can't eradicate that. They're supposed to have bad breath. These are four-legged creatures that are supposed to have bad breath. So needless to say, I apologize to all of you out there who bought dog or cat mints for your pet, which leads us to, oh, to be continued next week. On Party Animal. Animal Radio, Vinnie Penn. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Bring an animal home for the holidays. Give yourself a new best friend. Bring an animal home for the holidays. You'll thank yourself in the end. Bring an animal home for the holidays. Save a fellow spirit from strife.
This is a time-sensitive message from the Back Pain Relief Hotline. Millions of people across the nation are suffering from back pain. Are you? Are you on Medicare? Is it hard to walk, to bend over, or even do simple things? Well, we have great news. If you're on Medicare, you could qualify to receive a pain-relieving back brace. We'll handle all the Medicare paperwork if you qualify and ship your new back brace right to your door. Make sure you have your Medicare card ready and please call Call us right now and get all the details. It only takes a few minutes. Imagine doing everything you used to do before your back pain. With your Medicare card ready, call the Back Pain Relief Hotline today. Call now. 800-254-3218. 800-254-3218. That's 800-254-3218. Paid for by the Health Alert Hotline. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. The holidays can be so stressful for everyone, but you know that right now, don't you? And it can also be very stressful for our pets. Think about it. You know, while some dogs enjoy the increase in activity and all the new experiences that come with the holidays and meeting new people, there are lots of furry other ones that are not such big fans of change and all that chaos that can come with it. That is why it is so important for us to be able to recognize signs of stress in our pets and then that you remove them from dangerous situations immediately and help them relax. Because dogs do have their own ways of of letting you know, hey, mom or dad, I am freaking out here. You know, come rescue me. So the blog Camp Bow Wow has a list of some signs of stress in dogs. And they say to look for these things. Lip licking and yawning will likely be one of your earlier cues, and both are indicators of stress. Now, if a dog is being hugged and tugged on and then begins to lick its lips and and yawn, those are warning signs, a clear indicator that your dog is becoming anxious. Wide eyes and showing the whites of their eyes. Uh, both indicate that a dog is stressed out, and often dogs with that expression will avoid eye contact with you, the pet parent, as well. Be sure to look for raised hackles. Uh, and the reason that's so important is because for a dog, when it, you know, that hair in the middle of its back stands up, that is an involuntary response in dogs. So that means that it is not comfortable. It's likely nervous and tense in that environment. Check for stiff wagging tails. That's another sign. A dog that is experiencing stress and, and may be ready to bite will wag its tail in a kind of stiff manner. The tail is pointed high and then moves back and forth quickly. And if a dog is literally shaking, cowering, or tucking its tail between its hind legs, that is also an indication that uh, tells you that your dog is fearful at that time. So what do you do? How do you comfort dogs that are showing these signs of stress? First of all, ahead of time, provide a safe space. So set up a crate in a separate room, set them up a bed, or even in another quiet escape part of the house where the dog can lie down and not be bothered. It is important to ensure also instruct everyone, those around the pet, to leave it alone 
when it goes off to its safe space. And uh, then remove your dog from stressful situations entirely. If you witness any of the behavior that we just talked about, put them in that safe space that you have already prepared for them ahead of time. You can also exercise the dog before a gathering or chaotic times like parties and opening gifts with children. That will help them to, to tire and to relax more easily, maybe sleep through it. Or try a calming aid like um, slow-paced, maybe classical music. But, you know, the light classical, if you get it on your cable channels. Uh, natural calming sprays are also available. Thunder shirts work for many. And uh, pet rescue remedies can also help take the edge off. Court proceedings, I have to tell you, Joey, I I thought about you when I saw this story. These proceedings are underway in uh, Nuego County, Michigan, where a preliminary hearing has just been held for a woman accused of murdering her husband and their parrot is the only apparent witness. Police say the couple's pet, an African gray parrot, witnessed the shooting and began repeating words from the victim just moments before his death. And and this parrot has since been recorded saying, don't blanking shoot. And then the bird will mimic the, he doesn't say blanking. He puts the expletive in there. Yeah, sure, sure. And then the bird mimics words of an argument between a male and a female. And since this is the only witness and they are known to be such, you know, intelligent birds, the prosecutor in the case has said if need be, he will use the parrot as a witness. Huh. Well, hold on. What made sure. you think of me because of the bird part or because of the dog father Italian part? That's right. That's what I'm asking. No, I, I thought of you because you have Gurney. Yeah, but does Gurney talk? Yeah, does Gurney talk? I think she does, doesn't she? No, Gurney don't say, don't, Gurney just screams. Could you imagine if she repeated the things that you say? Oh, my gosh. Oh, God, no, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't have the cleanest mouth in the world, usually. So she just mimics your screams. I think she screams because she listens to me. It's like, enough, enough, (laughs) just scream. She's a cockatoo, right? Cockatoos can speak, but they're not like one of the birds, like African greys, that it just fluently comes out. She'll do anything else except, I mean, she'd probably ride a bike if you gave it to her. (laughs) I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. The veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go. With Fear Free, that all changes. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It is Animal Radio, and it was about 2003 when we got the honor to drive the Animal Radio broadcast vehicle onto Shambhala, which is a preserve run and started by Tippi Hedren. And we spent the night there listening to the lions and, and looking at the big cats and really starting to understand the plight of the big cats and uh, we welcome back for her probably third or fourth appearance tippy hedron hi tippy how are you doing oh i'm doing well thank you and how are you uh, doing splendid are you on a speakerphone uh well yes would you rather i not be I, yeah. you sound so much closer if you're not okay is that better <laughs> that is so much, much better. better okay how are you doing it's been such a long time we got it has. you have a book out called tippy it's an autobiography yeah. And I assume it tells all the story about Shambhala. 
Well, it does, and a couple of other stories as well. Well, now, <laughs> most of us, when we think of Tippi Hedren, we think of uh, the bird and the Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> yes. flick. And that's not the only thing we think of. That's the first thing we think of. Yes. And uh, your relationship with Alfred Hitchcock was rocky at best at the end? Oh, well, you know what? I'd never let it get too rocky. I'm a smart girl, and um, my parents taught me how to be smart. And uh, so I never let myself get in too deep. The relationship with Alfred Hitchcock never got uh, too too terrifying or too awful. And... Uh, you know, it was. Uh, I wrote about it in in the book, and so you'll have to just read the book. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the movie Roar was a was a big changing point for you. Oh yeah. You had uh, several big cats on the set. What happened? Um, well, uh, we had a lot of big cats. You know, we, we did a movie called Roar, and in doing so, we uh, we we were going to use Hollywood acting animals and. Uh, when the trainers of those um, cats read the script, they said, "I don't have enough animals to to do this movie. You you, you know, yeah, I think you better get your own." And uh, so, well, that's a romantic notion, uh, but that is what we did. And uh, at one point, we had oh gosh, close to, well, well, seventy some animals that we had acquired to do the movie. Wow. And uh, lion, tiger, leopard, mountain lion, all kinds of animals, and they were all rescues. And, um, you know, this, this became uh, a real endeavor for us because uh, all the, and it, 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 our nine-month shoot took, it took five years, and it became much more than, than a movie. It became a, a real issue as far as I was concerned. All of a sudden... Why were all of these animals being born to become somebody's pet? And it was a huge business. And um, It still is. Uh, well, not as much as it used to be, thank goodness. I mean, people are becoming a great deal wiser. I mean, these are apex predators, top of the food chain. One of four of the most dangerous animals in the world, and people are getting smarter. What was it, two weeks ago, Lori, you reported on uh, Lady uh, Trish Meyer was her name, who has three tigers in her house, and she's actually in trouble for child endangerment. She'd let the... Uh, yeah, the, the yeah. animals roam free in Vegas. Yes. Well, that was in Texas, and then they moved Texas. to Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's got to stop that. <laughs> and that's the... It, that is insanity. Because they are dangerous, and you never know when those instincts are going to kick in. And, uh, you know, it's a romantic notion. That's what it is. Does that have anything to do with why you started Shambhala and the Roar Foundation? Oh, sure it is. Sure it is. Absolutely. That is why it ha- that is how it all happened. And uh, we, uh, we advocate absolutely do not purchase these adorable, darling little lion and tiger cubs to be um, running around your house because they... They totally have the capabilities of hurting you very badly. And they grow up to be four or 500 pounds. You know, how can you possibly manage that in your home? Or how do you have the space in your backyard to have this as a pet? Well, even some of these animals that you worked with for years, they, you know, you weren't safe with them on the movie. There were some no, accidents, weren't there? Absolutely not. No, you will never hear me say they're a good pet. We're with Tippi Hedren, actress, animal activist Tippi Hedren. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll find out what it's like to live in and around big cats. 
This is Animal Radio. Okay, yeah, so puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why Ladybug, the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog, uses the Brilliant Pad self-cleaning puppy pad. It seals away the waste and replaces the dirty pad for us. Brilliant Pad keeps the Animal Radio Studios smelling fresh. In fact, all we have to do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And let me tell you, that's pretty fast and easy to do. I love it, and Ladybug gives it five paws up. You can learn more about this amazing machine over at BrilliantPad.com. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. <laughs> you're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio, and we are with actress, animal activist, Tippi Hedren. So the animals that are at Shambhala... They're they... all behind a fence, and nobody has is, uh, it goes in with them. Nobody has hands-on with them. Nothing. Where did, where did they come from? Uh, they're all born in the United States to be sold as a pet. Oh. And how many of them were in the movie? Uh, oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I honestly don't know. It goes uh, up into, you know, probably 100. Wow. Wow. How, how many animals do you have there now? That's uh, forty. And uh, how do you fund paying for them? You just uh, it's all um, um, donation. Okay. We're a five hundred one c three. We're uh, I formed the Roar Foundation, uh, which is a five hundred one c three, so that it, it's a uh, all donation, including my own. Are you still receiving animals? Uh, yeah, but not as not like we used to. Fortunately, people are getting smarter. Well, I commend you. You you tried to push legislation through, and some successful. Oh, I was successful as yes. well. But you you received threats on your life when you did that. I did, yeah, because it was going to um, um, you know um, make life difficult for a few people who wanted to uh, to um, have these animals as a, a way to make money. You know, it's a nasty business. Well, you are the matriarch of an entertainment family, to, to <laughs> an amazing entertainment family, Melanie Griffith. Was she uh, exposed to the animals at all? Uh, yeah, of course she was, because she's my daughter, and uh, she was. And she, she was involved when we were first involved with the, 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 uh, the, the cubs. And uh, she, uh, she grew up with them, as did we. That must have been strange growing up with big cats. Like that. Uh, yeah, and it was dangerous, but we learned very quickly and uh, learned that they are not pets, and uh, we learned that you it's uh, not smart to be involved with them. Well, it is so great to hear from you again. I encourage listeners to go out and pick up the book. It's called Tippy. It is the autobiography, and I'm so glad this came out. I, I got to say, I was a little surprised when I saw it. Oh yeah. Yeah i I didn't uh, i i, I just didn't expect it, I guess, is what I was thinking. Well, it's a page turner. I, I picked it up and oh, I read right through it. It was very fascinating. Oh, thank you so much. I must say I enjoyed writing it. I have had an, an unusual life, and uh, I hope uh, I hope the readers will enjoy reading it as much as I've enjoyed or been scared to death or whatever living it. Um and I have had an unusual life, I must say. And I've taken advantage of every door that opened for me. <laughs> and you've opened some yourself. Yes, I have. In fact, I, you know, when I, when I wrote the, the book, I, 
uh, I considered calling it uh, the open door because there, there are, you know, all of us have doors that are open to us, and um, maybe someday I will write a book called The Open Door. You know, sometimes the door, you, you open a door and you look through it and you say, oh, that looks interesting, or you open the door and you say, uh-uh, not going through that one, <laughs> you know, if you're smart. You know. Let's go ahead and give away 10 copies right now of Tippy. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, please check it out on Amazon or go to your local bookstore, pick it up. It's Tippy, of course, written by Tippy Hedren. Did you have any ghostwriters on this? Uh, no, not a ghostwriter. I had someone uh, help me put it together because I'm not, I'm not a writer, Per, per se, so I had um, Lindsay Harris, uh, um, Harrison is her name, and uh, she helped me put it together because there, there's a way to put a book together. You know, um, I told all the stories, but she did it, um, she helped me put it together chapter-wise and uh, all that sort of thing. Judy has been engaged by it. You can't get her attention when she has had <laughs> your book. Well, I oh, finished thank it. You. I That's already wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm delighted to hear you say that. A lot of people have said it. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for joining us today. And let's do it again. And let's not okay. wait so long again. Okay. Well, let's not. No. And I'm I'm glad you feel that way about the book. I, I, I must say I've had an incredible life, and um, if I were to do it over, I probably would do it the same way. I want to encourage everybody to try to visit Shambhala and go out there for the tour and the education, and it's a fantastic place. Oh, thank you. I, I You know, I live here. I live here, and uh, so many people have said, Tippy, why don't you, don't you miss living in the city? And I said, miss what? <laughs> I've got this magnificent place. I look out at, at, at lions and tigers. I hear them roar and talk to each other and... And uh, it's the most beautiful place in the world. It is. We'll put links over at the website for people that want to visit it. It's in Acton, California. So if you live in the L.A. area or around there, it's actually not far of a drive. And, of course, the website. uh, We'll put all that information over at our website at animalradio.com. Tippy, thank you so much. Well, thank you for calling. Thanks so much. I look forward to seeing all of you. Maybe not all at one time. Okay. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. Well, it's time for us to get on out of here and do our holiday shopping. Oh, you've done yours already? (laughs) We're just starting here at Animal Radio. Remember, you can find all those gifts that we were talking about earlier over at animalradio.pet. And in fact, if you need your fix anytime during the week, animalradio.pet's the place. You can also download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And next week, Ralph Nader will be joining us. Hopefully, you'll be with us too. And then the following week, Joanne Worley. So we, we hope you'll be here for the next few weeks and forever. Pretty much. <laughs> this is, this yeah. <laughs> we, we feel real lonely if you don't show up. Have yourself a great week. Happy holidays. Bye. Holidays. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.